When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Broadcasting from a shack on a hill in the Mosty Creek bottoms of Cane Creek, Arkansas. This is Lighting the Void. I'm your host, Joe Roop. And uh, tonight, we are welcoming back one of my favorite people in the world, Marty Leeds is here with us. Uh, that's coming up. This guy is like a genius when it comes to numbers and gematria and deciphering the codes of everything, right? So that is what we're going to be talking about. Like Marty Leeds is is one of one of the first people that inspired me when I was doing this stuff, when I was deciphering codes using the Kabbalah and, and things like that. So that's coming up shortly. I want to uh, thank my sponsors here at the network, GetTheTea.com, AncientLifeOil.com, and metaphoricalarchaeology.com. And if you need to give them a call, because you've had uh, some trauma that you need to get rid of, especially if it's paranormal, pro bonos, 214-995-3754. You can get rid of that for free. And that's what's happening to me. I've been working, doing that myself, getting rid of some past trauma. And look, things, you know, there's things that happen to us that that, that aren't, um, they're not good, you know, I used to wonder sometimes if there was real evil in the world, right? Um, like, is there really such a thing as evil? And until I experienced it. Until I really experienced it. And I think evil is, is when people do things that seem soulless. You know, they, they, they seem super soulless, right? Like they don't, they act or, or treat you as if you do not have a soul as if you do not have uh, an inner being. 
and you get treated like you're a crop or, or a prop or an animal or something. And um, that's when you know it's real, when you can feel it. And so that causes trauma. And also just being scared, having fear causes trauma. And right now a lot of us are going through a lot of things, and I think it's important that we hold on to each other, you know, those that we love. It doesn't matter what our issues are. If you love somebody, you just need to, you know, let them know as much as possible. And um, that helps. But this tapping stuff really does help. I had no idea how many, like, um, like bad stuff I had in my past till I started doing this. And as, it, as it's coming out of me, it's really intense. And uh, But it's very healing, too. So I wanted you guys to go check that out. You can get a free session with Barbara. Just give her a call. Also, head over to ufoseekers.com, backed and supported by the Fringe FM. YouTube.com forward slash ufoseekers is where you need to go to check out their new stuff. Follow them on Twitter at ufoseekers. All right, now, we're going to get this started because we're already a little bit late. Now, Marty is a genuine seeker of truth, not afraid to discuss any issues or talk about any subject, and is not an expert on anything, nor declare to be any sort of guru, <clears throat> prophet, or spiritual guide. Excuse me. He describes his role in life as a teacher of the mysteries and a preacher of the heart and would like to share with you the things he has learned along the way. Now, Marty teaches about many different schools of thought and covers many different subjects and topics, and ultimately his main focus is that of sharing and teaching what he has come to learn about Gnostic Christianity, mathematics, symbolism, astrology, and sheer mysticism that is encoded with the Holy Bible, and moreover, how those encodings withhold a sacred science of apotheosis. And now you have to uh, correct me there, Marty. Man, it's been too long since I've talked to you. Thanks for coming on the show. Can you hear me? Thank you. Thank you for having me. Sorry, I have got to get used to my mute. Thank you very much. Yeah, so what have you been up to, man? This sounds like uh, I called you. You said it was raining. You're out in the jungle. So what have you been up to, brother? Yes, I live off-grid in Hawaii now. So I don't know when the last time we spoke. It's it's probably been a couple years. Has it really been that long? I'm not sure. So, But, yes, moved to Hawaii, and I live off-grid. And so, yeah, I'm in the middle of the jungle right now. So, yeah, you're probably going to hear koki frogs tonight and uh, birds and all sorts of stuff. So... Well, so when it comes to decoding the mysteries and and everything, what have you found here lately that has really um, got you going? Because I, when I first started talking to you, it was decoding all of reality. It was kind of showing me that everything was made up of numbers, you know, and um, it kind of freaks me out, right? Because I wonder, like, do we even have a spirit, you know? So I don't know. I don't know, man. I wonder if it's a yeah. simulation is what I'm saying. Like, this <laughs> stuff makes me think that it is. Uh, well, I don't know. It's interesting because, like, I, I was, for, for the uh, at least last couple of months, I was basically tuning out uh, reality. <laughs> Not tuning out reality. I just wasn't, like, paying attention to the news. I wasn't paying attention to propaganda. I was just sort of living my life and just sort of getting just uh, more in tune with me and my wife and our land and myself and that sort of stuff. And it was going really well, you know, it was just, it, things were good. And then all of a sudden like uh Corona virus came out. It was just totally just was like, all of a sudden, Nope. Oh, pay attention. You know, the new world orders here kind of thing. And so that's really all I've been sort of thinking about. It was like, all I was focused on was, you know, uh, going to work and uh, my garden and trying to, you know, basically lecture and work on my new book. And next thing you know, it's freaking mind virus. So that's what's been going on in my life. That's what's been going on in everybody's life. Yeah. Well, I think that, yeah, there's a lot of blocks going on now. There's a lot of, uh, I think the inner world's definitely representing 
the outer world and a lot of people just need to I don't know man I really think love is the answer you know love is the answer and that's hard for some people well yeah I mean it's you know it sounds cliche and cheesy and new agey and all that sort of stuff but uh, like it belongs in just like a Beatles song but I think it's true you know I mean (laughs) yeah you know I mean God is love you know and so I think some of the measures that I see that's happening lately this is what I've been talking about on the live streams anyway lately um, the measures I see lately is is directly to distance humanity. I mean, these are like anti-human, anti-Christ, anti-love measures. You know, keeping people apart from one another, scared from one another. Um, that's what's been going on lately. And so, yeah, I mean, the people that are in charge are clearly psychopathic that are that are setting these agendas anyway. God is in charge, but you know the people that are setting these agendas are clearly psychopathic, and and that means in in the sense because they're anti God, they're anti Christ, they're anti love, and so now you see it rolled out in measures like social distancing. You see this idea where people are. I was just having uh, multiple conversations about the fact that people, are, you know, they're they're in the grocery stores now. And they're looking at each other and they're like, oh, they're like, you know, sh- you know, shunting or what, you know what I mean? They're like you know, stepping back almost like anybody is diseased, you know, and fearing people and keeping people in that state of static, of fear of, you know, and it's just, I think all of these are clearly, if you have a spiritual center, if you have a heart, you can clearly see what they are. You know, these are anti-love measures, anti-human measures. And so these sorts of things that seem to be rolled out in our society right now, and they're they're trying to make them the new norm. And I think that clearly shows, um, you know, the kind of mentality, the kind of heart or lack thereof, the kind of agenda, the kind of theology that are behind the people that are, once again, that are setting these agendas. So anyway, that's a long answer, too, but that's basically what I've been talking about lately. It was like, you know, I mean, yesterday there was a doctor that I talked about, you know, this this doctor got on and uh, Seidel, one of our listeners, Amanda, who's a really good friend of the show, came and said she sent this to me. And I looked at it and I said, you know, this is this is a uh, pretty interesting that this doctor speaking out and saying that this is not like viral pneumonia. This is something else that's happening. And um, for him to stand up into into a crowd, knowing that probably it was a scary thing to do for him um, and. Uh, most of our intuition is telling us that, you know, like, what's going on with this virus stuff? It don't seem right. Medically, you know, people are telling me it ain't right. And then, you know, now they got this bill they're passing with 5G going out everywhere. They're putting this grid around the world. And I'm, I'm just so angry, man, because I'm really starting to realize that there are diabolical forces on the earth, man. And or either that or I'm just paranoid because in this past year, 2019 for me, was when I realized that there was true, like, evil in the world, you know? Because I used to question it, man. Like, what's good? What's evil? It's all about this balance. And until you really feel or experience it, then you then you really think, well, okay, it's not just about the poles or balance. There's some real stuff, real bad stuff out here. And it kind of messes with you, you know? You know, look, I mean, I'm getting older now. I mean, at least, you know, past 40 and I'm looking back at my younger life and and, and some of the friends and stuff that I grew up with. And I'm starting to realize that one of 
the reasons that a lot of these people did not wake up, if you will, or did not get to, into that path of seeking or trying to find truth, whether misguided you may be on that path or whatever. But there's a lot of those people that did not seek out truth, did not seek out a God, a creator, that sort of thing in life. And, um, you know, all, all of the, you know, you, you start to realize that it like sort of like separates the wheat from the chaff. A lot of those people, because they did not seek out a God, did not seek out a creator and stuff like that, do not realize that there is evil in the world. In fact, when I talked to some of my old friends, I, I, I uh, this was a few months back, I actually had to convince one of my friends that there was true evil in the world because it was something that they had just never considered. They just thought it was like the most evil is greed or is sort of like, you know, you know, rich white people or whatever it is. It's like, no, 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 no. What it, it, you can't even come to understand or get a, a grip of what's going on in this world until you come to recognize and admit and see and even in, in so much sense understand evil. And there are there are literally uh, the the people that are in the agendas that are like I said setting these agendas are doing a bang up job of keeping people away from their spiritual center, as well as keeping them from ignoring the evils of the world. So that evil that happens usually is done on the sly. It's done with trickery. It's done sneakily. You know, it's done behind the scenes and that sort of stuff. So that most people that are good-hearted, genuine people just don't see it. But no, once you come to recognize that that there is evil in this world, there's a. I would say anyway, I've seen it happen. There's a fire that enlights in your heart, and like you said, sometimes it can be anger, but. It's almost like a righteous indignation or something like that. It's like saying it's it's the goodness and the true love in you rising up and saying, no, no, not on my watch. You know what I mean? So um, anyway, once again, another long rant. <laughs> yeah, that's well, man, there's nothing wrong with long rants, dude. You know, like people like it when you rant, when you talk about stuff like this. I mean, you were one of the people that like when I bring your name up, a lot of people know who you are. They know what you're about, you know. They know that they know that you have decoded a lot of things. It's like kind of like this this great awakening type deal, you know. And now that you know, the last time I talked to you and Ryan Gable, we were talking all together, and we were talking about how everybody does magic and getting into the occult. And I talked to you about my concerns with it, uh, even though you know I was a bit of a practitioner myself. And you said, you know, this is some heady stuff. I, now I kind of wonder, like, if it didn't go exactly the way I thought it was going to where the the earth is all just kind of jacked up from it you know because a lot of people are dabbling with things that i think we just don't respect or we don't understand you know um me myself uh, you know i've caused some some stuff bad things to happen in my life and there's only like one or two people in my life now that i'm clinging on to just trying to it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin 
in slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You know, heal from it. And I think it's because of the, some of the things that I messed with that I didn't know what I was doing, you know, to be honest with you. Do you remember when we uh, talked like, about that? Uh, no. What was what were some of the things that you were dealing with? Well, I was dealing with the 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 the, fa- the fact that I talked about magic on the show so much, and then I was afraid that people were going to go out and just start dabbling with it and messing with it. And you know, you were one of the people that confirmed to me said, you know, this is some heady stuff. You know, there's far more information, and this goes far deeper than most people think. So you just need to tread lightly. You still believe that? Mm-hmm. Well, always, you know what I mean? Like in, in any of this, in any of the journeys into this stuff, you can get lost. You know, it's, it's almost like with anything in life, you can take it too far. You know, um, when you look into the problems with looking into what would be construed as what people consider as magic, occult, that sort of stuff. The problems with this is that the only way that it's ever introduced to people is through the lens of the evil side of it. Nearly, I mean, almost, almost like verbatim, almost every time. You know, and the reason that's done is out of inversion and perversion. So when a lot of people actually and and so and the reason for inversion and perversion is to literally keep people away from the light, the true magic or the true wisdom or the true light or the true knowledge within whatever it is that you're looking at, whatever science or whatever sort of magic what would be construed as magic you're looking at. True magic, in a sense, is actually just science. Because it's just the magic of the universe. You could call numerology magic, right? And yet numerology is crafted right on your hands. So there's a lot of a lot of ways in which we have to even look at the terms that we're dealing with here as well, right? But when you look at the people that have knowledge in this world, what they're doing is actually a magical act, but what it's doing is taking sacred information and perverting it. And I don't know how many like times or how many lectures I could actually point to in showing this to be the case, that the same things that you'll find within things like like the encoded within the name of Lord Jesus Christ, you'll find them perverting. In fact, the live stream I did today, today, was about that very thing. So it's when people, when especially young, naive, misguided, rebellious young people who do not have a good head, they launch themselves into magic, and what they're presented is that evil. A lot of times, they can go down the wrong path. And in fact, Mark, that's Mark Passio's story. You know, when he first got into, you know, he got into like Satanism and stuff like that. Then he got in there. He's like, "Oh, Jesus Christ, this is this is heinous, right? This is some evil stuff." Got out though. But what did he start teaching? That the very symbols that the Satanists are using are not evil symbols at all. They're actually symbols of the divine. And so this is a very, um, you know, when, whenever you get into this conversation about the occult, magic and things like that, this is where people get lost and they forget about this stuff. I always make the analogy that when you look at 
the study of magic or wizardry or any of the quote-unquote occult sciences, things that people automatically assume are demonology and demon worship and stuff like that. The the greatest analogy you can make is like the idea of Hogwarts, that Draco Malfoy and freaking you know, Harry Potter went to the exact same school and studied at the same school. One had a heart full of gold and good intent and love, and the other had a wicked intent, right? studied at the same school that's the that's the occult for you that's mysticism and magic for you you know hence why even in things like um um like the 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 three the the i'm sorry the lord of the rings trilogy and stuff like that you always have that good and evil wizard they're always like battling it out right because it is the forces of good and evil battling with the knowledge of god yeah you know that is the thing like i try to I've tried to, I think that what the knowledge of God should is love though. Like, and I think that that's what leads you there. Like the more you try to, the more you follow love and sometimes that leads you in bad directions and sometimes it leads you, but they're not bad directions. They teach you lessons, I think. And they teach you like what, do, you know, things like, well, you thought that this was love, but true love is, is something different. You know, it's something yeah, different. When- it's interesting when you say like, hey, if somebody if you're offered a choice that's good or evil, right? Say it's like, well, what would you choose, right? Do you choose the good or evil path? And I've said before, I actually well, like, I don't want to choose the good or evil path. I want to choose the righteous path. Besides the polarity, I want to choose the the oneness that transcends that duality. That's the path I want to choose because that's the path that I know is alignment with God in a sense, right? And the reason I say that is because when you say, hey, choose a path of good or evil, well, there have been many, many times, and I can say this personally, in my life where the path and the choice that I thought I'm making was for good was actually for the exact opposite, you know? So it's always, it's like this idea of like even good and evil and how it's played out in the world and how trickery happens, how wizardry happens. You know, we talk about magic spells, you know, we can cast spells by even talking about the fact that we've had magic spells being cast upon us right now. This is the, this is the white magic working against the black magic, if you will, the forces of evil using wizardry against them. There's a spell being cast on humanity. It's a social conditioning through social, social distancing. Stay away from one another. Separate from one another. Don't hold hands. Don't come together in unity and community. I even saw an article that said abolish the family. It's time to abolish the family. So you understand, okay, well, they're using the power of speech and language to do harm upon humanity. What's your, you know, understand the magic, understand the wizardry, understand the spells that are being cast upon you right now and fight against it. Fight against it with your knowledge, with your heart. Simple as that. Yeah, I think it's, I think when people either, they either believe you like they don't. When I tell people, I tell people stuff, I've told people stuff my whole life that this is who I am. This is the way I feel. And I've tried to love people and it doesn't, it's not accepted. It's never, it's just not accepted, you know? And I feel like I feel kind of hopeless about it, to be honest with you. And then now when I see all this stuff happening on the earth, um, it's stupid. Like I love a lot of people. Don't get me wrong. It's easy for me to love people. And I'm starting to realize that, but it's like, it's just not accepted. It's not accepted because people don't, they get, they, they got so much pain from their childhood and stuff. They don't trust you. They don't believe you. And then they don't trust the government. And then they just get tired of thinking about it. And then they sit on their hands and now we watch all this stuff happen. And all this esoteric knowledge is right in front of us. Like, I totally believe that the consciousness exploration is the way to go, man. Like it is, mm-hmm. you know, 
and just keep following your heart. That's what I do. I just follow my heart and hope that everything is going to be all right. But, you know. You know, one of the things I think we even talked, I was discussing today on the live stream or recently or something like that in a conversation, I don't even remember, but um, the ebbs and flows of time. And right now you have to remember that whatever's happening in time and all the horrors that are coming on earth and things like that, that all of this is fleeting. It's temporary. It's impermanent. It's not going to last. And there's almost that? like a, do you really believe that? that? that this yeah. is going to go away? I hope so. Yeah. Man. Oh yeah. And in fact, and I'll tell you why, because, and you can actually breathe a breath of fresh air in a sense, because in one sense, because, um, and let me explain why. When you look across the the earth, you can see that there's been countless civilizations that have risen and fallen. You can see all these absolutely magnificent buildings and cathedrals and pyramids and churches and everything across the world. Different cultures, clearly, you know, all that sort of stuff. And whatever happened to all those people, they're all gone. Whatever happened to their high society, their golden age, whatever it was, passed. You know, time, the entirety of time is an ebb and flow. It's a it's a high tide and a low tide. And obviously, whatever we're in right now, we it might be a low tide that we're getting. It might get worse for a while. Right. But things because this is the nature of reality. It's just a breathing in and a breathing out. It's the rising of the sun and the setting of the sun, only that for that sun to rise again. That's how God works. You know, you're just in the middle of that that great cresting wave right now. Right. Yeah. And you, they, we're seeing the things like it's all going to crash and it's, oh, it's all distorted. You know, what I'm like? and it's like, yeah, it might. But guess what? Not forever. Not forever. And right now you're you are being handed a whole lot of choices by the creation, by the creator himself to do the to the best thing, the right thing, the just thing, the heartful thing, the thing that's in alignment with truth, the thing that's in alignment with God. Every decision that you make that is being you know, every choice that's being presented to you is given that opportunity right now, even in the crashing wave. You know, and that is ultimately the goal of, of, of human beings is to constantly try to align himself with God. You know, ultimately, God is in control. It's out of it's out of it's even even the Satanists that do all their trickery and all their little work and shit like that. Just calm down, because even God made Satan himself. So he's got him completely under control. What you need to do is make the best choices and, may, and become the best person you can possibly do while you're here, even in the midst of this madness. And the first thing you can do is learn the trickery, learn these spells. Whatever's going on with COVID and whatever's going on with the coronas and all this other stuff, what you need to know is – Whatever's being done with it is purely, for lack there of a better word, I think it's actually a pretty damn good word, is antichrist. So just know that. Yeah, antichrist is for sure. That's that's the thing because I still feel like the only two poles aren't positive and negative. I feel like they're love and fear. That's it. But the line between these two poles are so thin that, uh, you know, I think when we – I think every time we meet – like our greatest loves in life, whether it's family, friends, relationships, uh, career, we we have to face our ultimate fears, you know, and that's yeah. the, that's the binary code type thing. And you have to push forward through it and move forward through it. And it's one of those times where like a lot of us are going through that. I mean, I don't know if you're into astrology right now, but a lot of us are going through that stuff. And, you know, I believe in like guides and stuff. And I've been telling everybody in the chats and in private messages to like, listen to your spirit and, you know, 
giving all this advice out, but at the same time, you know, ignoring the fact that it's the energies are in me too. And it's like, yeah, you know, I need to listen. I think we all just need to listen to what's going on inside of us and really listen to it and kind of connect with it and say, okay, I see what's going on now, you know? Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's a humbling thing to remember too, that it's like, it's why, it's why I've always said, like, I don't really give advice. I don't tell people what to do on my channel or anything like that. It's like anybody that's giving you advice, you have to remember is in the same boat as you. You right, know, exactly. So, you know, and so we're all in that that same boat together right now. It's like, you know, you know, people are worried about all the account, you know, because there's been with these there was that um, the Surgeon General came out and basically said, hey, next week's going to be a new Pearl Harbor or 911. It's like, wait, wait, what? Huh? What are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? So we're you know, there's a lot of people that are on edge thinking it's like, what are the what are these psychopaths going to pull? You know, they're going to just pull the economy out from everybody. And at and that moment, I, I, I hope that those psychopaths are ready because, in my opinion, there's a lot of people that seem to be waking up, seem to be seeing a lot of things that if, you know, all of a sudden all of that security net is taken away, the people are going to want answers for what's going on very quickly. And there's a lot of people that have answers now, you know. And that's why they're. That's why they have to censor everybody. That's why, you know, when you look, it's like they have to push these narratives so hard. They have to go overboard pushing them because it mm-hmm. seems like they're losing the narrative in a way, you know. And this is a. This is. It's an interesting time, guys. Don't. Don't. I, I've learned one thing, and I've, I've learned not to um, forget the power of God. I. I, I forget. I, you know what? It's. I've. I've learned that lesson not to do that lately, and I'm glad I'm relearning it. So, yeah, I I get what you're saying, man. You definitely are in the jungle. I'm loving that background noise. That's cool, man. Um, <laughs> Sorry, no, man. it's, it's all right. It's gonna it's, get worse, man. Sorry. That's totally fine. I just uh, I, I get what you're saying, and I, I, is it true though? Because I know that you're a seeker of knowledge, and I feel like when we do these things, with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When we do this seeking and we start learning stuff, uh, there's a book in Ecclesiastes that talks about how sorrowful we become. Now, I have learned quite a bit, you know, intellectually about this, about these things. And um, I don't know that I disagree. Like, I've come to know some things that I, I feel like other people will just never understand. And it's not really... Uh, it's not pleasant, you know, um, but at the same time, I think it's cool and I can't stop. Like, I think I get obsessed with knowledge. I'm sure that's happened to you a few times. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Do you feel like you're gonna, you're going crazy trying to figure stuff out sometimes? Ever? Um, I mean, not. I guess at times there was, but not anymore. You know, I don't necessarily, especially when it comes to like evil stuff. I don't anymore. I certainly don't try to learn the nuances and the ins and outs of everything that wicked people are doing. Because yeah. I don't even want to know. I know. I just already know on the face what they're doing is insanely sinful and nefarious and anti-human. So I got it. Okay. Got that message. I don't need to know. You know, I want to know the ins and outs in, in the sense that, you know, this is a game of chess in, in the sense that there are people, once again, there are evil people in the world that that are working against you. You know, um, what, you, know you say uh, you, you mentioned sorrow. Yeah, there is sorrow. Absolutely. In fact, one of the things of, of, of uh, expanding your consciousness, if you will, or coming to you know more knowledge, that sort of thing, is the knowledge of evil. And that's insanely sorrowful. You know, like I, I don't know how many times I've mentioned or I talked about the fact that when I was doing like the Pizzagate documentary that I did, I was a wreck, dude. I mean, I was a wreck, you know, because all I was looking at and investigating all the time was you know, like child pedophilia and child trafficking and satanic ritual abuse. And it's like, it was awful, right? But am, am I glad it happened? Yes. Why? Because it was, it was the quote unquote expansion of your consciousness. It was the recognition of more knowledge of what, how the world actually works. And in a sense that even through all of that, all it's done is embolden my faith or embolden my, my absolute understanding and knowledge of God. You know, it's like as much as I saw how dark it could get, it also showed me that light of love, you know. So um, anyway, I think I think what I'm learning, too, and as and a lot of people are learning is a self-love. Like, that's what I'm going through right now. And I feel yeah, like when I'm going through something that other people are going through it, too. You know, and I don't know, like I can't point fingers and say that person is going through what I'm going through, but. I just have seen like in my life that that's what happens, that certain people are going through a lot of the same things. And self-love is I have a hard time forgiving myself for certain things that I've done, uh, especially when I have um, when I've been taken advantage of and blindsided and just not seen it and feel so stupid about it. And and you just I can't stop beating myself up. And what happens is are, what happens are you is Catholic? Though, yeah, no, I'm not Catholic. I was just raised. <laughs> I was raised up in a big time guilt environment, man. And you know, yeah, yeah. And I'm not Catholic at all. But it's like <laughs> once you see that the the fact that you can't for, forgive yourself or you are beating yourself up that it's hurting other people that you actually love, then it wakes you up. I think you know, and um. Yeah, I mean, I'm not afraid. I'm. I know people think like, "What the hell is he talking about?" But everybody that's listened to the show for a long time knows that one that I get completely open on this show because I feel like no, not enough people are, and I think that that's a that's a problem because people want to hide what they're afraid of. They want they want to hide what they're scared of. They want to hide their pain or their wounds and stuff, and they don't want to talk about it because they don't want to burden anybody else. And it's like, you know what though. How is anybody really going to know how to really help you or love you or heal you or tell you it's okay if you don't talk to them about it? And that's what I'm realizing right now, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't be, uh, how can you 
honestly learn about humanity if you're not genuine with, with, with the experience of it. So it's like, how can you, you know, how can we learn about uh, how to be better human beings and stuff like that if we're not honest and actually don't, and, and, and you know, not open and talk about these things? It's important, you know? I mean, obviously everybody has a, a private life and things like that, but we, you know, I think sharing things is really important, man, you know? Yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. Yeah, the private stuff is different, but when I feel something or if I'm learning a lesson, I'll talk about it. And some of the lessons I've learned from you is, that instead of focusing on like, you know, why all these numbers come together so perfectly, like when you study the Hebrew and gematria and, and numerology, why everything comes together so perfectly, maybe that there is a God, maybe that's proof of a divine design of something that's showing you that everything is supposed to come together that way, right? I mean, it's almost a little, it's just too perfect sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, save for all the the language aspect of it, like to even throw any like numbers to letters or even throw the characters of numbers themselves out or how they've even been recorded through different languages or cultures around the world. Um, I mean, the idea that God is real is so it, to me, it's so easy to see now. You know, like I, yeah. I don't need, I mean, you know, uh, what I, the things that you can extract out of nature directly, the, especially, you know, the, the universal constants and things like that of mathematics that you can extract directly from nature, the pattern of the sun, how, you know, plants grow, you know, the patterns of the moon, the cycles of the moon, how the faces of the moon and stuff like that. And blah, blah, blah. Like that's all, you know, that the, the, all of that stuff you can actually find encoded within all these languages and in our actual, in our alphabet and all that sort of stuff. But the fact that that stuff is actually just encoded within nature to me screams of, design and uh, intelligence, consciousness, obviously all of that sort of stuff. So to me, it's, I can't, there was a time in my life where I didn't know if I believed in God. And now I've come to a point in my life where I cannot not see it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, so um, I don't know. That's what this, that's what these studies have done. So, um, and I think it's just amazing to see how when we you know, starting this conversation off with discussing the fact that how many of these organizations, institutions, governments, things like that around the world are doing everything in their power to give you any sort of other um, theology or ideology or philosophy or train of thought or, ide you know, whatever it is, except that of, of, of a true understanding of God. And even the churches, you know, doing that, a true understanding of the divine, how you can come to understand the divine, see the design in creation, come to understand that design, mimic that design, count that design, you know, um, how many of those institutions are doing everything in their power to steer you away from that. So, uh, yeah. Oh, shoot. Sorry. That's all right, man. Um, so what... So I was watching this show on the uh, Westworld because HBO is like free and I watched Westworld and I think like when I'm watching these people design these like human beings with computers and talking to them and I'm thinking what that makes a lot of sense to me and I started thinking about like DNA I started thinking about um, the you know how they talk about the signals of the brain and stuff and I'm like what if and I, re I started remembering the interview I had with Thomas Campbell. And this this is what got me thinking about all that, you know, the simulation thing. And I got discouraged because 
I was like, well, I want to believe in a spirit. I want to believe in something. And as soon as I asked myself that, something snapped inside me. So, well, you know there is. Like, this place is far more magical than you realize, than we all realize. And it's all about faith, I think. And, uh, you know, being able to move forward and believe in things that you cannot, you just have no scientific proof of yet, no matter what. And that's good. You know, it's like uh, realizing how much of a hypocrite I've been here lately is what I've been doing, to be honest with you. Because I talk a lot of, uh, you know, I talk a lot about faith, Marty, I do. But to tell you that I don't, it doesn't like crumble on me sometimes would be a total lie, you know. And um, I think I'm, I'm finding it now more than ever. And the darkest times, which, by the way, speaking of the darkest times, the, what we're going through now, do you believe that this is actually a good thing? Like what's happening now? Like it's a transition. I, I mean, it is, it is a transition in a way. Um, I think there are good things that can come from it. Obviously it's horrific in many ways. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not all like sunshine and bubbles and freaking unicorns and rainbows and all that sort of stuff. Um, it's horrific. Some of the things that are happening right now. I mean, to go to the grocery stores and see people standing apart and wearing masks and fearing everybody and everybody's in this. That's, that's horrendous. But like I said, there's, there's going to be a reaction to this as well. And I'm, you're already seeing it with a lot of people that are just on the face, like just not comfortable and rejecting all of, all of that, you know? And getting the mindset of like, well, no, I don't really trust the news and I don't really trust these politicians and things like, you know, all of that sort of stuff. So I think there might be a, a, a strong reaction to this. We'll see. But, you know, even, uh, you know, I wasn't paying attention to any of this. And then Corona got me interested, not interested, but forced me into looking at this stuff. But even the Democrats right now, as far as I know, they're pushing Joe Biden over Bernie Sanders. You know, it's like they already burned Bernie in the last elections, right, with everything. And it pissed off a lot of Democrats. And now they're going to do it again. And I think that might turn a lot of Democrats be like, wait a second, what is going on here? We really wanted Bernie for the last like freaking eight years or four years, whatever it was like, you know, so I, you know, I don't know. I think there could be a back backlash from from some of this I, and it, it really could happening i think they might be making too big of a move that said that might just be the op optimist in me coming out in in small doses and who knows um this could be a huge clampdown we're i mean i'm also saying this in it is what is what is today the 6th of april i'm on 7th of april 7th, excuse yeah. me yeah i'm on lockdown for another what 23 days here in hawaii so who knows what'll happen you know but uh, I, I did, you know, what I have seen a lot of is going to the store and noticing that all the seeds are bought up, going to the nursery and seeing that all the starters are bought and all the all the soil is bought, which is, you know, it's it's reminding people. And I've, you know, like I said, I've seen it online. I've seen it locally. It's like to start homesteading again is to get back to things that have true value in a sense, right? It's that all of this nonsense and fluff and, and extravagance and stuff like that, it's it's not needed in life. And actually, I think it's more often than not, and I mean this on the whole, video games, frickin' TV, Netflix, and stuff like that, on the whole, it's there to, to distract you from, 
your spiritual life, living simply and frugally, you know, living at one with nature, living at one, you know, uh, uh, raising a good family and stuff like that. On the whole, I think it's it's you know tearing us away from that. So um, a lot of people are getting, I, I think, are getting back to that, you know, and so that's good. I think those are good things, you know. We'll see. Yeah, we we will. And I think that uh, I I want to have faith in humanity too. I just think that we need to start standing up for what you know our own what we believe, what we're what we're, what our self worth is, and what we believe other humans are worth. You know, like you gotta you can't just let this happen. They shouldn't be able to just install whatever they want to install and not test things. They already done it with our food. They've already done it with our medicine. They've already done it with everything. And now we're just kind of like sitting back, letting this happen too. And I think, um, th- I think this whole virus thing, as much as I would like to say that paranoia is telling me that it's, you know, that's just in my brain, right? That something else is going on and that I'm being a conspiracy theorist. My intuition, and I've went over it a few times, is telling me that that's not, that's not true. Like there really is something afoot. And anyways, I wanted to talk to you about the zeitgeist and we'll take our first break here in just a minute. But the website here too, that you guys need to go for reference is Marty leads 33.com. You're still using your YouTube channel too. I, I say, I keep it right. You're still doing that. Yes. I've live streaming through D live and YouTube, but I'm only keeping a handful of videos on YouTube because of all the censorship. So yeah, I understand. And yeah, I haven't gotten uh taken down yet but i think after last night's rant i might and uh i'm a little flustered by everything that's happening you know i'm human too and it's like i don't think i don't think people understand how serious this is and i get really frustrated with it sometimes and oh well um, you should and it is serious and you should get frustrated because it's this is you know we shouldn't accept this period yeah all right, we're going to take a break. I'm going to take a few breaths, and then we'll be right back. We're with Marty Leeds, and uh, you guys go check out the website for reference to MartyLeeds33.com. We'll be right back. Charlton from Metaphorical Archaeology. If you've ever had a traumatic paranormal experience, the effects of it may stay with you for years. Who do you talk to? You can't go to conventional help. What we do is we use emotional freedom techniques or tapping to actually neutralize the effects of that event. Maybe when you tell the story now, your heart races and your palms get sweaty. You don't even want to think about it because you don't know how to neutralize that. That's what EFT tapping does. It neutralizes those emotions the circuit that that was recorded on is gone the energy flows freely and you're free of it and that's what emotional freedom is all about we offer this as a pro bono service but this is something that i offer because no one it seems is helping people with these experiences if you'd like to reach me it's really easy my cell phone is 214-995-3754 please leave a message i will get back to you as quickly as possible or you can email me barb.eft at gmail.com and EFT stands for emotional freedom techniques reach out to me it's confidential this works 
You won't believe the results. All right, man, this is Crow Triple Seven, and you are listening to The Fringe FM. Right, me old chinas. I know it's an ad break, but before you lot shoot off and make yourself a cup of Rosie Lee or whatever else it is you're going to sling down your Gregory Peck, you need to listen to me bubble. If, like me, you found your way to light in the void via a downloadable podcast, you might want to take a butcher's at the Fringe FM Wind and Kite. You won't, Adam and Eve, how many other shows there are or what they rabbit on about. Ancient history, conspiracy, the consciousness, the esoteric, the occult, metaphysics, parapolitical, ufology, technology, Technology and spirituality to name but a few. They got featured hosts like Ryan Gable, Jeremy Scott, Alex Exum, Tim Doyle, Cortana and Gigi, Susanna Ross, the Reverend John Polk, Michael Deacon, and JD Lewis. You might find yourself listening to the thoughts and theories of the author of the fish you just finished reading. Or you could pick up the dog and bone, call in and tell everyone your own beliefs or experiences. So do me a favour, before you put on the ansel or crack open a bottle of Vino or roller joint, go to the Fringe FM and see what you're missing. From the cave in the depths of your mind, it's Lighting the Void with Joe Root. The Fringe FM isn't just a radio station. We also provide services for all your audio production needs. If you're interested in live radio or pre-recorded podcasts, we're here to help. We even do audio enhancements and voiceovers if needed. If you want to do a podcast or live radio show and even want the option to syndicate on terrestrial radio from simple audio file enhancement to live production and call screening, we have you covered. We have worked with some of the best professionals in the business in order to provide coaching instruction for content creation, show structure, and more. Contact The Fringe Digital Media for more at info at thefringe.fm. That's info at thefringe.fm. Or call 501-777-5631 for a consultation. Hey, I'm J.M. DeBoard, and when I want to talk about dreams, I look up my man Joe Root and his show, Lighting the Void. Welcome back to Lighting the Void. I'm your host, Joe Roop. Tonight, we're here with Marty Leeds. Marty Leeds 33, L-E-E-D-S. MartyLeeds33.com is the website. And uh, Marty, since I want to get into the numbers now, you know, out of the zeitgeist, out of the negativity, and into the numbers thing. Um, is there a number, like, when it comes to what's going on now that you look at, as far as in history, the dates, I mean... If you, is there anything that decodes besides like astrology that we've had astrologers on here say all the charts are lining up, all this stuff is supposed to happen, you know, is there a number that you, that shows us that this is supposed to happen? What's happening now? As far as the date. In stuff like that, I mean, I don't, because I'm not a practicing astrologer, even, I mean, I study astrology as in, um, almost like an intellectual sense or something like that. But 
um, and in a symbolic and numeric sense and stuff like that. But I don't, I don't do like you know practicing astrology, so I don't follow charts and, and charts and things like that. As far as I know, I have a good friend. Uh, she does astrology. She's actually, um, you know, she's been doing it for like 25, 30 years or something like that. Forty. Forty years, um, and she, you know, she says it's a pretty heady time right now. That's, you know, that's all I know. And she doesn't come with any sort of baggage. She's not there to sell anything. She's just, you know, and she's actually went through the whole, like, heliocentric, you know, uh, flat earth cosmology thing as well. So she kind of knows all that. So she says there's a lot of uh, conjunctions happening right now. Mm. And so we do know that, once again, these people um, <clears throat> that are pushing these these narratives and these agendas do use these sciences. There's it, there's just no question about it. There's no question about it. So I see that, and it's like I mean I should study it more. That's that's for sure. But I see that as like well, yeah, there there could definitely be something to it. As far as like doing predictions via numbers and things like that, it's just something I never engage in. I just don't. I don't like try to fulfill any prophecy or anything like that. You know, uh, my, the study of numbers that I bring to the table is one to help you understand that number one, numbers is a language, and that it helps you to understand God's God's language. That it's a that it's a divine language and it's the language that's used to create creation. So, you know, my study of numbers is to help you to learn about God in a sense. You know, not necessarily to um, whatever soothsayer. You know, you know what I mean. Like you know, predict right. these sorts of events because I, I don't know. Like once again, it gets to that whole place that's like I don't want to dig in and know the nuances of everything the devil's doing. You know, I'm tired of looking at the devil. I want to look at God. You know. Yeah, I I get that. <laughs> I mean, I do. I get that. It's it's like, haven't you had enough of it? You know. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, haven't you had enough of it? And exactly. Uh, it's it's you you do gotta let it go. And I think that um, I think, but I feel Marty that we're having a different conversation than we had before. When last time I talked to you, it was, you know, we talked about a lot of numbers and intellectual stuff. Have you? I feel like you've gone through. A pretty much like a big probably spiritual i could be wrong but a higher transformation or something where uh it doesn't seem so much like a, a big of a deal to you anymore like you just it seems like you're in peace about it now you know i i guess i am i'm com i'm coming to peace with a lot of it i think even in a sense like this has brought some peace to it but i mean it's don't get me wrong like i was just talking on the phone with like one of my friends it's like this is the twilight zone like going into town is a nightmare, but I have a, a stronger ability to laugh at it now than maybe I did four or five years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it's like, you know, number one, I know this will pass. I know that this stuff isn't going to last forever. People can't just keep getting pushed down and into the, you know, into the mud further and further and further because eventually spirit is going to come out and lash out. It's the way it's always worked. You know what I mean? Like, it's the way it's always worked. That's the way it works here. So, um, there's a relief there. It's also the relief of knowing that once again, God is in control, you know? Uh, but no, I mean, I, uh, this, all this stuff, I agree with you. If you were like yelling into it and just screaming into a camera last night on, you know, talking about this stuff and how outrageous it is, I absolutely agree with you. I think it's nightmarish. I think it's, you know, I think it's the twilight zone. Um, but um, you've got to rise above. In times like this, it's you know all uh, all the devil in that sort of sense wants you to do is go you know fall you know rolling down the hill with the rest of them. So what do you? What's your answer? No. Mm, right. 
Right. No. I get, right. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I do. Um, the the Hebrew language though has kind of really uh, still it still perplexes me. But even when I've had some spiritual experiences, I've used it to help me. I've I've I told you that I didn't use it in what some people would call it a magical sense. But why? Is what is it about that language that's so holy versus other languages out there, or is it holy at all? Am I looking at this wrong? Because it seems far more effective to me in a spiritual sense when I use Hebrew to either decipher things or use it even like when I trace certain letters or draw the letters. I feel a spiritual connection to it, and I wonder why sometimes. You know, I really do. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, it might just be a personal thing. I mean, I don't see if it's like that it's any more holy. I mean, I'm sure the Jews do, but uh, I don't see it as any more holy than like English or anything like that or Greek, you know, or, or even like the... Um, you know, like Farsi or something like that. I don't, or, you know, I don't see it as anywhere holy in that. In fact, what, you know, one of the things I, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it here. One of the things I was talking about earlier, I don't know, it's all such a player. Um, I think I was talking about earlier is that when you look into all the different languages, including our own, the language that we're using right now, English or Hebrew or um, Greek or anything like that, and you look at a bunch of the names of the gods, it, it all points to the exact same mathematical phenomenon. So so all the different variant languages and their sacred nature that discuss their own particular gods slash messiahs slash, you know, whatever, right? Um, they all, when when you look at the encodings, point to the exact same mathematical phenomenon. Doesn't matter what's like, if we look at Jesus in Hebrew or Jesus in Greek or Jesus in English or we look go to Hebrew and look at Elohim. It's all pointing to the same thing. So that's why I always just, you know, the most important thing to me is when you look at languages, the, uh, the la oh my God, my cat's freaking out. <laughs> the language of God, <laughs> the language of God being mathematics. Um, and so that's that's the important thing to me. So I do I do not see any one of these things as more or less sacred than one another at all. You know, I don't get into the sacred and profane kind of thing that um, you definitely see within Judaism, of course. But um, so, yeah, I, in fact, I just put a video out called The Alphabet of the Divine. Um, where I basically talk about how that the number zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine is actually a numeric alphabet, and that we actually look go and look at the associating geometry to those numbers and basically show how not even basically exactly how those ten digits are actually a numeric alphabet. 
And so that's the alphabet of the divine that all of these these languages are pointing to. And then I show in that video how that whole phenomenon is actually encoded in Jesus's name directly, syllabically, you know. So that's well, my take on all that. It just it, it doesn't add up to me either. Like, man, I, there's and when I went to, I went to a little bit of college and I know that Hindu and Hebrew are the oldest uh, religions out there. You know, they just they're the oldest religions out there. And they, there's so many correspondences between the two, especially when you look at the tree of life, especially when you look at the chakra systems and it's like, man, you know, this is, this is awfully close. And, you know, then your people like Manly P. Hall talk about, well, the church got it from the, this person, the, and then the Jews got it from the Egyptians and the Egyptians from the Brahmins and this kind of thing, uh, yeah. the Sumerians. And you're like, well, then what's the real story? Right. And oh. Then you got people that like you that I know you're right. You know, you're just like, hey, well, just have faith. I know there's a God, but for some reason I got to figure out why or what. And, uh, it's blind faith that I think, um, is a problem for a lot of people. It can't just be me because people talk about faith all the time, but they, they do actions, including myself that shows that they really don't have it, you know? But you're you're not doing that right now, so I'm wondering what's happened, man. You know, like you were talking about God before, but you definitely feel like something's changed in you, for sure. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's just the path, I guess. You know. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know what to say about it. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say, I admire it actually because it's um, it's it's something I'm kind of dealing with too just to kind of have faith. But the thing is, is, um, other than the gematria calculators that is it that you use on your website, do you use that to show people that there's numerology, there's, there's math going on all the time, or do you use it to show a divine creation? Like, I guess what I'm trying to ask you is, are you trying to show people based on this numerology and all the stuff that you're showing us and Gematria that there is a divine des design or are you just trying to show us the information? Like, is there an underlying agenda to show us that there's a God and that you want us to know that? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. You know, I mean, that's why, I mean, that's what every lecture has been about for the last, I mean, for essentially, you know, it's about, I mean, that's what gematria is. People like to think it's all this other thing. And, of course, there's gazillions of people on the web that do gematria and stuff. But um, <clears throat> gematria is a sacred science, just like astrology is a sacred science. It's there to teach you about the divine. That's the purpose of it. And I think a lot of people misconstrue or, or have different ideas of what this stuff is. But that's what it is. So when you get into the study of our language and how it is, it has been crafted in, with divine principles. And when I mean divine principles, I mean I get into specifics about not even saying like having faith. I'm saying you can prove things, you know. In other words, like when you look at principles of God, you principle about divine principles, things like that. That's what I mean about the, the universality of mathematics and, and the universal principles of mathematics, uh, universal constants of mathematics. That's universal to all peoples, which means it comes from a metaphysical place. It comes from a place of a, of a spiritual place, a divine place. When you recognize those design elements of creation, you see that, yes, this is, cre you know, this is created. There is something there's a divine hand behind this, you know. And so, I mean, that's what I that's what I teach. 
Um, in fact, all the, the lectures that I have uh, available on YouTube are all about that. Like every single one is just basically showing how everything that you – well, not everything you've been taught um, – because you were never taught any of this stuff, but all the stuff that you were taught was never teaching you this, this, and that you're a divine creature, and that there's actually a uh, a divine science, if you will, being mathematics that can that can prove this to you. And by I mean prove, I mean show that you have been created intelligently, designed intelligently, ways that can connect you from as above to so below, you know. And so that's what I teach. Um, and like I said before, <laughs> I didn't even, you know, I wasn't a long time ago. I didn't even know if I believed in God. And now it's crazy not to think anything else because not because I like, you know, I mean, but just because I grew in the knowledge of the divine. It's that simple. I studied, you know, right. so. <clears throat> I feel like, I feel like, man, that I'm not, that I'm not getting any, anywhere, you know, when it comes to understanding this stuff though man like it's i guess what confuses me and a lot of other people too because that i've talked to about gematria is that there's different versions of it you know there's hebrew and then there's english and there's all of these different codes and stuff and we're we're all just kind of looking for this underlying thing and am i to understand that the underlying thing is just numbers that the world's made up of numbers and you know i don't i don't know like the gematria calculators that I've looked at, the one on your website, there's a couple of other ones that I've looked at that show the different levels of it. And I feel like it's all just a, once I learn something else, then they show me, well, here's this other system. And then that makes sense too. And I'm like, okay, so which one am, am I supposed to use to decode what? That's what I'm trying to figure out here, especially recently. You know, when I'm reading the Bible, the Old Testament, New Testament, is it all in there? Am I supposed to use Hebrew? Am I supposed to use English? And I think people just get, they just give up on it after a while where you just seem to thrive in it. I wonder why that is. Well, I mean, I hate to say this because it sounds so, I mean, whatever. I'm just going to say it. I don't care how it sounds. But most of those people that are doing that gematria don't, uh, they just have zero clue what they're talking about. I'm yeah. sorry. I hate to say it, but it, they just do. It's like you basically have a, Entire group of people who are completely numerically illiterate, punching a bunch of stuff into calculators in a bun in four, five, eight, ten different ciphers, and coming up with all sorts of different conclusions and connections all day long, and they get lost in a big shuffle of numbers. I can imagine why you know people would get into that and, and not you know you know whatever, not come to any conclusions on it and things like that. Um, this the cipher that I that I use is one that's based on the Bible. So the point of using the septenary cipher is that I got it from the Holy Bible and that it's the the cipher is encoding very, very, very specific things. okay? So our language is encoded with specific, literally divine scientific knowledge. Let's say that. That's that's I'm not even verbose when I say that. I mean, this. like our language is encoded specifically with divine spiritual uh, science, knowledge, right? Knowledge that connects you to the divine knowledge that allows you to understand your reality better. Now, when you see all those people like the gematronators and all that stuff, punching all that stuff into calculators, they don't know any anything about any of this stuff. 
they've never they don't study you know the majority of them don't study phi or the golden ratio they don't look at the patterns and proportions of the human body they're not counting the skeleton they're not paying attention to the cycles of the sun and the moon and the patterns of the moon they're not looking at god's design and understanding god's design god's design is absolutely encoded within our own language and the people that did encode and craft our language were trying to pass these specific divine sciences onto humanity so that they would find it when they probably need it most like now <laughs> but this is where it gets right down to things like forget about the gematria forget about punching a bunch of stupid crap into a bunch of calculators look right at your hands you know you have the cycle of a human uh, a woman's period the 28 day cycle of a woman's period and exactly when the egg drops in that cycle crafted right onto your human hands and all you have to do is count to 14 to see it okay mm-hmm. now none of the people that are doing the gamitronated blah 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 thing right are talking about any of that yet here you have the the template in which brings human beings onto this plane of existence that God crafted specifically and explicitly and expertly onto your two hands right all of that is based on the number seven you know so then we have a we start having connections you know, we're not doing gamatra here. We're not doing sacred geometry. Basically, all we're doing is looking at our hands. You know, where the kingdom of heaven is, by the way. You know, and you're, you know, you're looking at uh, the power of seven, bringing human beings into, you know, into this plane of existence, realizing that you are crafted with intelligence and the beauty and simplicity of that intelligence is written large all over you. And that's what things like gamatra is there to tell you about, you know. Um, all these people that are out there that are like punching a bunch of numbers and thinking that they get the numbers from the you know the news media and that they're up cracking this and blah 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 blah. I hate to say it, but it's just garbage. You know, I don't even hate to say it. It's just like I know it pisses people off, but I gotta just speak truth. It's garbage. You know, it all it is. Um, it's not there to lead you to God. That's for sure. It's there to get you fumble, stumble, bummed into a bunch of MSNBC articles and crap. Really. Anyway. Man, that's just that's that's enlightening, though. That is that's enlightening, and it's it's to me. I think uh, I think you're you're spot on with all this stuff. Do you, but what do we do now? Like, what do we do with it? What should we do with this stuff practically? When you have this on your website, you've got the calculators and stuff. You've got all the stuff to to that shows us all these videos. Is it basically? Is it going back to again? Like, hey, look at what I'm showing you. That there's a God, right? Is that really just it? Is that what it's all about? What more do you want? Well, I don't know. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't want, I guess I, that's a good question because I don't really want uh, God, so to speak, because there's a lot of people talking about like, you know, that uh, they believe that they're one with God and they're one with the universe and all this other stuff. But when it comes to day-to-day life, it, you know, you don't see them function very well. Or when it comes to relating to others, you don't see them function very well. So, is are we really one with God and one with each other? I don't know, you know. But I'm not saying that's who you are. I'm just saying that's what I've seen. And I like to try to figure out how life works. And I know that they didn't put this mystery here for us for any old reason. It's almost like something's there to keep you digging, right? Or is it not? Is it there to really just like bumble and fumble you up like you're talking about? Um, 
I, don't, I guess I don't even know what you're asking. Like, are, um, life in general? Like, the, the, or what are you asking? I'm sorry. Yeah, life in general. That's what I'm asking you about. You know, if there's a God, then why? What are we doing here? That's what I'm asking you about. I mean, <laughs> well, like, if you was God, couldn't you think of something better to do than throw some folks down here and, you know, put them in torture chambers so they'll wake up, you know? With all the suffering and everything going on, right? You know, this is this is the questions people are going to ask you when you just say, well, there's a God, you know, and that's all there is to it. Well, it's, you know, obviously that's not what I'm saying because I spend <laughs> hours and hours lecturing about how all the God is and everything. But, um, <laughs> so I don't know what you're asking there. But, um, you know, when you say all the suffering and stuff like that, yeah. what about all the love? I mean, this is the understanding of good and evil. You know, it's like, and it was like all the suffering in the world. So like, yeah, there's suffering in the world. Absolutely. What about all the love? What about the fact that I just walked with my wife on the coast of, you know, the islands here for, you know, uh, you know a couple of miles this morning and bathed in the sun. And how many times are, you know, there's somebody, there's a child that's being born right now that people are celebrating with. There's people that are, you know, their, their, their plants are, they're starting to sprout right now because they planted them early for spring. You know, as much as there's the pain and suffering, as Mike Patton says, the faith, the more the pain, the torment, the torture, the suffering, the nausea, perversion, calamity or something like that. Yeah. There's all of that, but there's also the love, the care, the joy. There's all of that. This is where you are. This is what we talked about when you look at the ebb and flow. You know, you're put. Why are you here? Why did God do it? So for entertainment. So God, so God could find himself. It's the classic idea of recognizing God within. Right. Is that God lost himself within its creation, put itself within this ebb and flow, the vicissitudes of time. You're going to get cast about in your little your little vessel, your little ship in the ocean. And times it's going to be scary and times it's going to be, you know, people are going to be retarded around you and things like that. But ultimately, you know, it's like if you have to ask, is it worth the ride? You know, would you say, I'd rather not do this, that kind of thing. There you, know? you go. I. I think we're here to um, discover God. I think, like, you know, I think it's, a, I mean, maybe it's a, a classic, like, new age trope or something, but I don't really <laughs> no. care. No, I man, mean, I'm glad you, you know, said that. Yeah, we're I am. lost. We're lost in this material creation to find the spirit within and connect with it. And we're going to be given all sorts of trials and tribulations, and this is one of them. You know, you, you're going to get frustrated. I'm frustrated. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, the idea is like, you know, when I, when I you know, uh, when you're asking about what are the numbers doing, stuff like that. Well, numbers might not do anything. Numbers might be numb to you. It might not do anything to you. But what I wanted, I said, I, you know, when I went out and sought God, I was like, well, I'm not just going with blind faith. I'm not just going to believe. I'm not just going to be like, well, I guess there's a God because there's some good evidence there's, or there's some good ideas here or there, some good thought. No, I want proof. No, I want proof. I want God. This maybe sounds like a little uh, whatever, like arrogant or something. But I said, God, no, show me. Prove to me What's that, you're, that there's a design, that you're real and stuff like that. Well, I guess I got an answer. So, so I show those. I show people that answer. That might not be an answer for you. Um, I will say this, though. The stuff I'm showing is absolutely crafted within the entire framework of the Holy Bible. So, just so you know that. It's within the Hebrew language as well as English. It's crafted within the holy name of Jesus Christ in English and in Greek. So, you know, there's something to it for sure. I'll tell you what it did for me. I mean, you know, like I said, there was at one point where, third time I'll say this on this interview, there's one point I didn't even know if God existed. Now, I can't see anything but. 
So I would say that's a pretty powerful thing. Man, I'm going to see. That's that's what I wanted to hear. I I'm totally in on that. I'm yeah, totally in on that. So now we got to figure out how we make it. How do people make that transition? Do we make it harder for ourselves than we really should? Do we? You know, do we? Is it where we? People can say that all day long. Focus on the love. Do the love. Know that there's a God, right? How do we make that transition when? A part of us is like, say, you're on the Bahama Islands or whatever with your wife, and it's wonderful, and and you're doing that kind of thing, right? And you're just living it up. Meanwhile, there's somebody else over here seeing this, experiencing the suffering, watching other people suffer needlessly because certain folks can't do anything about it or they're not doing anything about it. There's a few doctors standing up and saying stuff. And so how do we make that transition from where we are to where that paradise place is of love? when we have so much we have all these feelings for people you know well i mean once again it's how you react to the situation you know i mean you like once again in the sense that this is where it's in like god's hands in a sense because it's like you there you know unless the collective wakes up okay and stops this what are you going to do i guess that's the question yeah and again, yeah. So, and then, okay, so knowing that maybe the collective won't wake up and stop this, mm-hmm. okay, and then we see even darker roads ahead. What, what, what's your answer? What are you going to do? Do you think that that dark road is just going to continue on to darkness and to ever everlasting, you know, black, and everything's just going to go on and be in terrible, terrible, terrible forever? No. no, it won't. Because once again, just look across the face of this earth. How many, how many civilizations have risen and fallen? How many people that we've never even heard of, civilizations, tribes, that we've never even heard of, wiped from the history books are gone, poof, gone, right? So will this. So will this. Whether it turns out for the good in our lifetime or even worse, that's for sure. I would agree with you. I don't. I think it might get worse in a lot of ways. I also think there's a lot of things that are going to get better from this, but... Um, where do we go right now? Once again, just try to live in a higher vibration. Do not let them commandeer your vessel. Do not let their wizardry and spells commandeer your your vehicle. You know, live in a, once again, live in a higher vibration. I like I, I'm saying all this stuff, and I don't give advice to people. I don't tell people what to do. I'm just telling you that that's how I'm responding to this. No, you yeah, know? that's cool. No, it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's it's. I'm just asking you the deep stuff because I feel like you're a deep guy, you know, and I can ask you these types of things. Sometimes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Sometimes the things get too deep and you just don't want to mess with it. But um, I I feel like that that's, that is the best thing to do. Cause I went off last night, man. Like on the third hour, I started thinking about all of these things and what's happened and how people are useless, you know, just usefully, uselessly, excuse me, just hurting and that there were all these alternate agendas that corporations and governments were doing. And for some reason, I was taking on this weight. And I'm taking on this weight of all of this stuff that's happening. And I feel like, you know, I got to be the one that does it. Why am I? Who do I think I am? Right. Well, you well, know, like, dude, why am I? I mean, that's stupid. 
Yeah, and you can't beat yourself because it's like the idea. It's like one of the things that you know, the, you you know the Atlas thing, right? Like carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders, that kind of thing. Yeah. One of the reasons that you you know people that's such a powerful symbol or whatever is that in a sense, like if you actually are carrying the weight of the world, that it it just means that you actually have care and compassion for the entire world. Like you're looking out in the world and you're so frustrated at how things are going because you see it's a dark road. And you're like you want things better. That alone is 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 a is a you know when you think about it, it's empowering to the heart. It really is. You know what I mean? Because you care so much that you that you're in a sense you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. You know, and and people that do care right now, they're looking out at the world. That's that's how they're feeling. So the frustration is valid. The you know. Um, but like I just said, don't let that be an anchor to carry you down into the mud and muck and mire of their freaking insanity, their psychopathicness. No, you know, don't let that don't, you know, don't let the spell spell bind you, you know, you can free yourself from it. I mean, the things that they're rolling out with this look awful. You know, they're talking. I mean, I've seen eugenics batted about you get literally, you know, killing off democide, killing off 150, 200 million people. Yeah. You know, that could be the road that's had, that's coming ahead. Be wary. Know it. If anybody that's da- that's that's danced with evil that that's listening to this, right? That like we talked about coming to recognize evil in the world, anybody that's recognized how evil these people could be, absolutely know that that is a possibility/probability of something that they have up their sleeve. So if that if something like that does happen, once again, is there anything that you can personally do about it? I, I don't know. I don't know if there is anything. There is a way that you can respond, though. And you know who will recognize your response. You know who will recognize the choices that you make throughout all of this? God. Yeah. Period. So rec- know that and also recognize that he is in control at all times. Even when things get the worst and worst. This is one of those seven last sayings of Christ. Right. God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Why? Why? How? Why? Why? For thou have though have thou forsaken me. Excuse yeah. me. Wow. I butchered that. Right. Yeah. Because but I know it was that saying. even in the moment he's like, oh, my God, God, you left me. He's like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. It's right there. You know, great lessons. Great lessons can be learned from right now. You know? Yeah, I think I think you're right. I, I got to get I got to go deep, man. Like people don't understand like i just want to i want to figure things out and i think the reason why i want to fi- figure things out and i think why i call the show lighting the void is because there is a void in a lot of uh, a lot of people including myself where we want some of the answers and i think um sometimes like i told you before having faith it, it gets harder and harder and harder because each time you know these things keep happening you're like come on man i mean you start feeling stupid or like, am I dumb for believing this? Like I'm that, that there's a God that there's somebody looking out for me. And if they were looking out for me, then why does this keep happening? But what you don't realize is I think that what we miss is that we're growing on the inside that we're starting to realize that because of this pain that we have all of this love and it's not my problem. If these, if somebody else doesn't accept it, you can't force somebody to accept love or your message or how you really feel all you can do is express it and move on i think right i mean isn't that what jesus did you know he wasn't trying to force things on the people he's just like this is how it is this is the way it is you know you can hear my message or not but i will show you by my example tax day is coming oh no 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. And that's it. Yeah, and as far as like the people that are not awake, you can't force them to wake up. You can't yell at them. You can't shake them. You can't scream at them. You can't. It's one thing I've learned <laughs> the hard way. I had to learn this the hard way. Yeah. Um, you, you just can't. They're not going to wake up. In fact, they'll retract when you do that. So the best thing you can do is, you know, once again, live in that higher vibration, live in a more godly manner and, you know, be be confident with the truth that you know. You know, I mean, of course, we don't know all things. So, you know, we're not, you know, we're all you know, we're not infallible or anything like that. You know, we, we but, you know, there, there is a certain level of like truth seeking, whatever like that. To you get exposed to a lot of information that we can come to know is essentially true that a lot of normies that are just never going to, you know, or may not ever absorb. You can't throw that out. You can't throw them into the deep end and be like, ah, I just know this, you know, because they're still part of the hypnosis. So the best thing you can do is, I mean, once again, sounds cliche, whatever, but. But lead by example, you know, and, and just be like, then it's like, well, I guess, I guess this person, wow, they, they think the Bible is a book of math, or, well, I guess, but he, but he seems so together and funny and well-spoken and not an idiot. You know, if you don't try to force these things upon people, maybe they'll listen, you know? So what's happening right now? I mean, once again, stay calm. I, I would also say this, don't lie, like in, in a sense, like, um, if somebody asks you what the, what you think about what's going on, just being like, I'm not buying this. I reject this. Mm-hmm. I don't put my faith in government institutions or what's on TV. Don't don't cower in a corner and be like, well, I don't know. You know, no, just be like, I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but I don't trust a word that's coming from our government. Say that, you know. I said that to my boss. My, I, my, my boss handed me this sheet that said I'm an essential worker, and I was like, what the hell is this? I was like, what is this? The, what is show me your papers now? And I just said it right that. And she was like, oh, yeah, I know. Because it's like, it's you know, even people that are like, quote unquote, normies that are buying this shit are not completely buying it. They're like, whoa, wait, what's going on? We can't go to church. We can't go to church and and, and praise the, the, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ this Sunday. Is that what's happening? Whoa, wait, whoa. You know, there's a lot of people going to wake up from this, man, you know. So I'm just saying, here's my advice to you from a guy that doesn't give advice to another guy. (laughs) Don't stay in the dumps with this. Don't let it just drive you down to the dumps because you're seeing people act like cattle. Okay. Yeah. People are getting stir crazy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you're in a place where like I've talked to a certain uh, people where I'm like, man, I wish I could just get out of here and go to an island or something, you know, but we can't. We're stuck. I know I'm stuck here. I don't have the resources to get out of here. I don't have the resources to do nothing but talk on this radio thing and just try to keep keep myself occupied. <laughs> you know that that's it. And um, well, I mean, it took us, I think, three years to get. I mean, where we are right now, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like because we saw, you know, in a sense, we always wanted to live off grid. We saw where this thing was going, and we wanted to try to get out as much as possible. So. 
I mean, in the sense of like being more conscious and more awake and stuff like that, and wanting wanting to live more at peace and, and more at, in, in alignment with nature and God and that sort of stuff. You know, we saw this for a while. So even people like us that we don't make a lot of money, we're blue collar. You know, it's t- it took us three years, so I understand how long it takes. You know, or to do stuff like this, and, and people just can't pick up and leave. You know, I understand that. So, um, yeah. Anyway. Well, I almost did. I'm telling you, I came this close to just getting up and bouncing. Like, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to, you know, get on my bike or rent a car or something and drive back roads and just not be afraid. And that's the best thing to do (laughs) just to get out of here. But then again, you know, like I I didn't do it. So I, uh, I think getting trapped in the mind is is something that I that we got to watch out for. Like meditation and prayer is a good thing. But you wrote a book uh, from your website called uh, The Great Work. Now, The Great Work is something that comes from the, uh, what I've learned to come from the esoteric studies and stuff. But what is The Great Work to you? What does that mean? Well, The Great Work is the great work that you do on yourself. I mean, it comes from the alchemical um, <clears throat> magnum opus. or the, it's. I mean, that's where I, the idea of The Great Work um, comes from. It's basically the great work that you do on yourself. You know, it's like taking the rough ashlar stone and taking it and making it into the perfected ashlar stone. It's taking the, you know, lead and turning it into gold. It's taking the ignorant, atavistic, animalistic, you know, unloving self that's of, you know, once of a lower state that's in the darkness of his ignorance and turning it into the incorruptible uh, vessel of in, the inter- incorruptible light of gold. Do you know what I mean? That's what the great work is. It's the great work that it's the labor of the Lord, if you will. That's what it is. Um, that's how I understood it. That's how the alchemical literature, as far as I've read, teaches it. And so that's what and that's what all the mystical traditions are really all about. It's self-transformation, the transubstantiation of the soul, self-transformation through, you know, which en- ends up in salvation um, through spiritual study, you know. Um, and that and spiritual study includes essentially every every study, whether that's the study of poetry and biology and mathematics and astronomy and and all of that stuff. But understanding the spiritual nature of of all those things, that's the great work, you know. Yeah, that is the great work. And, and for me, too, I feel like I've I've uh, I feel like it's time to to make a big transition. And a lot of people are saying that. They feel weird. There's like a story changing happen for happening for a lot of people. Some people not so much, but it feels like that we're all about we're all going into this. At least this is how I feel that we're all going into this new story, like this new version of Earth or whatever. And I think it's okay. I think you're right. Things aren't gonna things aren't gonna stay terrible forever. You know, it's like cycles happen, and that's one thing that I do know that happens in nature and. As cycles, and so be reassured that eventually um, it can't be down and out forever. You know, I guess you. I guess that's the moral of the story here. And can you tell me about your other books, though? So you wrote the great work, and then Pi and T. You wrote volume one and two and three, and then the Peacock Tales. What is that one about? Yeah, I've written um, a total of, I guess, five books or something yeah. like that. Um, yeah, the P, the Pie in the English Alphabet, Volume One, Two, and Three, is just all just basically taking a, a a whole journey and trip through 
when I first came up on the cipher and just seeing all the places that it could possibly work. So that's what those first three books are. Very, They're very exploratory books, very, um, yeah, just like I said, taking a journey through the information. And then the Peacock's Tale is a little bit more personal um, tale. Um, it's just about me coming into the knowledge and you know starting to learn math and stuff like that again. And then the latter half of that book, basically half of that book, is actually uh, dedicated to the whole process of cracking pie. So basically looking at the, um, the mathematical constant of pi, the geometry of the whole thing, and showing how it is a literal, literal uh, mathematical word of God, if you will. Showing how you can actually do a geometric understanding of the creation of our universe, starting with pi, the digits of pi, all of that. So that's what the that's what that book is about. So um, and the book I'm working on right now, which I haven't been working on at all, just because I've been too busy with gardening and getting our place ready and working and lecturing and stuff like that. But I'm working on a book right now called Lord Jesus Christ, and so that book will be about um, I'm essentially showing how. Uh, like uh, nearly all of the sciences, like uh, anything that could be could, with uh, ends with an ology, if you will, can be understood through the the name and the encodings of Lord Jesus Christ. So I go into everything from Egyptology to um, like, uh, well, I mean, everything, all the sacred sciences, of course, astrology, um, etymology, all of these different ologies, and basically explain how they can be shown or, or explained through the, the the name of Jesus Christ. So that's the next book. Oh. Fabulous, man. Yeah, that is that's really cool that you're writing like that. I've I think I admire that a lot. I admire that you do lectures. I think that's cool, man. I think you're you're getting people to think. You know? I mean when I grew up, man, the Bible was such a boring thing, brother. It just was. Like getting drugged to church and all that stuff and why am I going and learning this again and listening to this guy yell at me and tell me how bad I am again? And why do all these people talk about sinners all the time? It just doesn't feel good, you know? And as a kid, you just want to have fun and feel good uh, and know that, you know, that everything's going to be cool, man. And I was raised in guilt pretty much. I'm not Catholic, but Baptist guilt, you know? Oh, yeah. And it's a whole different thing. Like Southern Baptist guilt is a whole different thing. And, um, and it's really weird in my life to circle back around and go, and now I'm back at this book again. And it's got far more depth to it than I thought. And I don't, I feel like there's this rebellious thing inside of me that's like, hey, you know, I don't want to accept that. I don't want to accept that because um, because it just gave me so much because grief in my The past. previous trauma? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't want to accept it. Do you know how many people it. basically have said that very thing? <laughs> to me in one one capacity or another. Yeah. Like, I mean, for me, it was the same thing. I just talked about this on a live stream, too, about how my my friend doesn't said he didn't want anything to do with God or isn't looking for God and stuff like that. And I was like, I know exactly what he means because as at an early age, I rejected all the religions as well because – I mean, I could even see it then. The life, the essentially the spirit was sucked out of the whole thing. Like it just seemed like this vacant, empty shell that people were still, because of tradition, were still trying to keep erect. And they're forcing their kids to say, well, you just got to keep this thing erect. And you had kids like myself and obviously you and lots of people that were critically thinking young, young people. And were like, well, you're just asking me to believe this wholesale and... 
no, none of it makes any sense. It says that, you know, it's empty. It's not bringing me any sort of spiritual satisfaction, anything like that. And so I was the same way. And then to, I, the idea of me coming back, whatever, 15 years later to um, look at the Bible again and actually study it and actually preach and teach it is, is in, it's insane to me, dude. Because I'm in the same boat. I never thought I would ever come back to religion, like the Bible. And yet here I am. And the only reason is because it's like, well, no, now I can prove it's actually scientific. I can prove, you know, that there are scientific principles within there that children can 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 verify if they want, you know. So that's what's so, um, I don't know, such a crazy journey, man, you know. Well, that's a good feeling, too, at the same time. But then um, there's things that have happened, though, in my in my life that don't that don't really add up to like the, the out of body experience I've had. I've been kind of obsessed with that. And I've done, I don't know how many shows on that, trying to figure out what's going on there, you know, really trying to figure that out. Like that was a real thing that happened, you know? And I didn't, you don't hear much about it in the Bible, except for a few verses where they're like, whether I was in the body or the out of the body, I don't know. And I, I think, I think that, um, we're, I think this transition phase has got me thinking about all this stuff, man. And I feel like I'm just dumping it out on Marty Leeds for some reason. But I don't think it's happening for no reason, you know, because it's cool that you've actually learned to put, you know, science and spirituality and mathematics together and show everybody that, hey, there is something here. There's something bigger. This proves that there's a God in a way. And, and, and to you, it just proves it. And I wonder, do people actually come up to you and say that you've changed their lives spiritually? I mean, come up to you personally and say, hey, you know, your work has changed my life. You know, I believe in something that I that I just lost total hope in because of what you've done. Yeah, like I said, I, the, the I've had a bunch of people actually say, um, and I don't focus on it as much as I should. I should like read more of these these the mail that I get online and stuff. But I've had people, in fact, recently just say that you know they had been because of their tradition and stuff like that, their heritage or whatever. They had been reading the Bible their entire life, but they had been they had basically just put blind faith in it, and then only when they got to the work that I'm doing, they were like, Oh no, this, okay. Now it's like all of the reason that I was just told to focus on this one day actually sort of did come. I mean, not even sort of came true, came true that there was something bigger here. There was something more happening with the Bible. So I recently had just a, a Patreon um, supporter actually just sent me a message about that very thing. So yeah, I've had a bunch of people over the years. In fact, I, I, people that tune in on a regular basis, they're, they're all kind of in the same boat. You know, they're all like, we're back to like looking at Jesus Christ. Like, wait, what? You know, that wasn't that's this isn't a part of a lot of these people's lives. And and now it is, you know, because it's like, OK, no, this the Bible isn't just a tale of stories put together by a bunch of old guys that were trying to figure out life and stuff like that. No, there's there were the book is crafted very specifically in a very specific way, expertly crafted to put to pass on universal truths about man's divinity. You know, so you, you show that to people and how simple the math is and they get it, you know, I mean, if you pay attention anyway, you know. Yeah, I do. I, I do. And it's it's been uh, it's been a rough road to accept because you're right. There's a lot of trauma there, man. Did that, you know, I used to get punished with the Bible, <laughs> like literally when I was a kid, they 
Dad oh, would yeah. make Dad would make me like uh, read the Bible. He'd like I man, my room was no bigger than a closet, you know. And he'd make me go in there and shut my door and listen and read the Bible and listen to Alexander Scorby while I was reading it, you know, as a punishment. So I mean, I literally related learning all those verses as a punishment to me, you know. And it's uh, yeah, there's it's hard to accept for people, but. I feel like that a lot of this stuff is happening, like you said, just so we can accept it. And do you have any, uh, like upcoming lectures that are coming up soon now, or is it, have they, everybody got you on hold too, because of all this stuff that's been happening? Oh, well, I haven't been doing any like lectures or presentations in public. I mean, as far as like, I mean, doing it online or anything like that, but I haven't been doing any in public, uh, for a few reasons. Number one, I live in Hawaii, and so like flying anywhere is the whole thing. But um, beyond that, I'm like I don't really get invited to conferences and things like that because most people, as I've come to find over the years, and I've totally made my peace with it. But um, most people aren't interested in this. Most people don't even they don't know what to do with it. I mean, and and that sort of thing. A lot of people. Um, a lot of conferences, they go one way or the other. If they're a Christian conference, they don't want anything to do with any anything esoteric or numerology or astrology. They completely reject that, so right. I get cast out from them. The conspiracy conferences, they don't really want to deal with me at all because it's like this goes over most people's head in, in an hour presentation that you're going to give at a conspiracy conference. So, <laughs> so I, it's just the way it is, you know. So I just kind of do what I do online, and anybody that stops by stops by, you know. So, um, yeah, it hasn't stopped me that in that sense, but I don't get that many people to tune in. I really don't, you know, which is fine. It's probably the way it should be. <laughs> so, well, yeah, you, um, but you know, you do have people in your life that do appreciate what you do though. That's for sure. I mean, obviously you just told me that, you know, you're there with your wife, you know, and enjoying things, you know, uh, I think that's great. Um, yeah. I mean, it is great. It is. You know, I mean, I, the fact that I have to look at it this way, too, because, I mean, the fact that I've even brought anyone to God, I'm, I'm starting to really get a better perspective on a lot of this stuff, too. But the fact that I've brought anyone to God, you know, like, I mean, the fact that it's like, oh, I didn't know what to think or I was an atheist or something like that. And now they firmly believe in a creator so much so that they're like. I, I know it in my heart and, you know, start to have experiences of that sort of stuff because of it. I mean, the fact that I've even brought one person there in a legitimate way too, not a BS kind of like, oh, just believe in a bunch of crazy nonsense and sign on the dotted line and put your money in the basket here and blah, blah. No, in a legitimate way, bring people <laughs> to creator. Yeah. It's like, well, geez, that's, that's pretty amazing, you know? I mean, I wonder, you know, in the sense that at the end of my life is the, what will the creator say to that? It's like, well, I mean, I, I mean, I, maybe a thank you or nice work or something. I'm hoping. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Cause on your bookshelf, I mean, you got books about, uh, Thoth and Tara and, you know, Tarot, Secret of the Rosary, you know, books like Franz Barden, Carl Jung books, the, the most, you know, like what I grew up in people would say, man, that's, you know, that's, that's like blasphemy type stuff you know you got masonry well, books there and you know things like that it's like just what we talked about with like magic and occult and stuff like that i mean i heard it all and this is like the sort of young rebellious sort of punk coming out in me or whatever whatever but i heard that when i was young forever too 
don't go look into this, don't do that, don't do this, you know, blah, 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 this is going to, you know, the occult is this, and it's like, okay, and then I was like, okay, well, the, I mean, everything else you're telling me, as I've come to find, is nonsense. You had no idea what you were talking about. Okay, so I'm going to go in and look at this stuff myself and, and you know, come to the conclusions that I'm going to come to. As I've found, what you will hear about what's actually written in those books as opposed to what is actually written in those books could not be more diametrically opposed. I mean, you could not be more full of BS and lies and distortions and nonsense than what is said is in a lot of occult literature as opposed to what's actually there. And I've, I've t- I'm telling you this. I'm not trying to convince you of anything, anything. It's just from firsthand experience. I've even done entire lectures about people quoting from esoteric literature and taking the quote completely out of context because they didn't even quote it with the rest of the sentence. That's how bad it is. So all those people that forever have feared the occult and said, wow, he's got books on Egyptology or masonry and stuff like that. I can tell you this. They ain't never read them ever. I know it. I've, I've spent the last 10 years listening to people that tell me about all of this stuff. And I know for a fact they've never read it. Then you get a guy like me that comes along has read the stuff, has diligently read it, has has studied it. I mean, like, you know, I mean, professorially studied this stuff. And then I come along and say, I know for a fact you're wrong. You're not going to fool me. Well, they don't like that. <laughs> People don't like that. It's like, well, I already know that the pentagram's an evil symbol. I'm like, no, you don't. Yeah, right. You don't know anything. You don't know anything. No, that's actually points to Jesus, you know. So that that's the thing that people don't like, you know. So it is what it is. <laughs> well, you've you've definitely been blessed for what you've done too, though. I think all of your hard work is it's paying off for you. All of your studies have paid off for you. You know, it sounds to me like you know, in a world of misery right now that we were talking about earlier and and fear and stuff, you're managing to to do good things and have a good you know try to make the best of it, man, and have a good life and and you're full of knowledge too. So. Yeah, I think I think you're. I think I'm just jealous of your life, Marty. Maybe that's what it is, right? Oh, don't be jealous. It's been a. <laughs> you know? Can I swear here? It's been a shit show. <laughs> Has it been? How old are you now? Well, if you don't of course, mind me everybody's asking. every look, man. Don't you know? Come on every, now. I just that? turned thirty-eight. Like, how old are you now? Seriously. Oh, I'm forty-one. Forty-one. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, everybody's life has, I don't know anybody that's got, I mean, if you have got through this life crystal, you know, like uh, squeaky clean, you ain't lived. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I don't know anybody that's like, I've made like crazy amounts of mistakes and done retarded things, you know? And like I said, I'm not saying I'm not frustrated with what's going on right now. I am. You know, I think it's a freaking travesty. I think it's people acting like freaking sheep and cattle. I think it's disgusting. I think the ripping away of our freaking rights is an abomination to God. And I've, spe- I've spoken out about all this stuff, but I will not let this drag me in the mud. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to let the Satanists who that's exactly what these evil people want. And you know that, right? Everybody that's listening knows that, right? That's exactly where they want you. So I do not consent. I do not comply. No, you know, so 
I mean, uh, as far as my position in life is, yeah, it's like, I mean, we've been working a long time to try to get where we are so that if something like this does happen, that we'd be in a better position than we were even like we said, even a couple of years ago, I was living in Eugene, Oregon in an apartment complex. And if I would have been there when this stuff hit the fan, we would have been in a lot different position, you know, and, you know, it's like, yeah, it's no good, man. And so, you know, like me and like a lot of a lot of people have seen what's coming down the pike. And so we're like, you know, let's let's try to get more in alignment with God. You know, let's try to live closer to nature. Let's, you know, that sort of thing. So and once again, if anything, this should be a reminder for people to do that. You know, get get rid of the fluff, dude. Get rid of the extravagance. You don't need the shit. You know what you need? Good, healthy food. Good people around you with good, you know, that have that are spiritually inclined people that care about community and family. You know, right those on, are the man. strongest things in the world. Not your stupid computer, what car you freaking drive, what you know. So right that's what I've learned, man. That's what I've learned. Yeah. Right on, dude. I really, yeah, that's, I, I really, that's, that was, uh, profound for me yeah so basically you know come back home come back to your your heart that's where you're at come back home yeah dude exactly yeah you know you're gonna yeah if anything this thing should remind you when they're telling you to socially distance stay away from everybody don't hold hands don't be in a community don't be unified don't you know you know fear everyone do the exact opposite right on you know well yeah, and I see what it's it's done. It's obviously helped you out being that way too. And listen, man, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I'm definitely not going to hold you up any longer than this. And uh, I want people to go to your website. You know, Marty Leads Thirty Three. You got a membership site there. Can you tell us about what goes on with your membership site and that type of thing? It looks really cool. Yeah, so we have a bunch of stuff behind the paywall. And honestly, the only reason I even did any of this is because of the censorship. So as soon as, you know, I was making uh, videos on Sandy Hook and things like that, and they were taking the stuff down, and I was like, uh, no. <laughs> like, I'm going to speak by voice. And so so we built a platform that I could host all my videos. And so, uh, you know, it, it costs money to get the videos, but they're all there. So all the videos, all the podcasts, there's a bunch of, there's the entire Manly Palmer Hall podcast lectures there, Um, all the lectures, all the documentaries, all the books are available to read, all the records I've made are available to download, all for five bucks a month. So five bucks, you know, you get there. So it's a great resource. It's a great way to support what it is I'm doing. And um, there's a ton of info there, man. Like, even if you want to just sign up for five bucks a month, do some Marty Leeds binging for a month and then shut it off. You're going to learn a lot. I promise. I promise. So that's what it's there for. Well, listen, thanks again for coming on the show. I'll leave you to it. And, uh, yeah, I will be uh, checking out your work and following you still to this day, man. I love what you do. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Marty. Thank you, man. God bless you. You too. Have a good one. All right, guys, uh, we are for tonight. We are going to do this two hour show again because I told you this was going to happen eventually. Like, I've got to like narrow down my time here so I can work on what I need to work on. Uh, I'm pro- I'll probably do a three hour show tomorrow night, though, just to be honest with you. And uh, but we'll be here every single night, regardless, just like we always are every night. Love you guys. We'll see you guys tomorrow night. Good night. on
this program do not necessarily reflect those of the Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting, its sponsors, affiliates, or staff. Listener discretion is advised.